0: We would steal the packets of um, Kool-Aid and um, whatever other, you know, and, and that's how we survived.
1: You guys, we're talking to someone who has become a multimillionaire. This is Secrets for Success. You guys, we're talking to someone who has become a multimillionaire and i think this is really important for people to understand because the reality is that if you're on your path to to getting to where you want to go and you know the vehicle to get on that path is business which you learned at six years old from that conversation that dad had with you and that's wonderful and you know it but there's going to be so many things that are going to have to happen so many highs so many so many lows and the question is do you have the perseverance and the persistence to push through so when I started this episode I said does it take money to make money the answer is no my brother just gave you his story of the basically all the things that he's had to do in order to get the things that he wants in his life He's had to be creative he's had to take action and he's had to be persistent and persevering and so like we could talk about all the great things which we'll do for another episode but i think that that's just so important for you all to understand and that he's giving you some of the lowest lows and i remember some of those moments i mean i remember you know going back to brian our cousin that that was killed i I can't even imagine the pain you were going through because for me he wasn't as like obviously like you and him were like this right but i actually uh nearly i got accepted into physical therapy school and i was i didn't want to go i mean that was my dream you know that was my dream Mm -hmm. and i said i'm not going like that's how much it affected me i could never imagine how much it affected you being like you guys were closer than even what me and you were and i just always respect you for and then your car getting uh, repoed and having to steal food in order for you guys just to make it and i've always had even though you're my older brother you always want to beat your older brother and da 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 i've always had such a massive level of respect for you of just just fighting through it honestly bro i you know a lot of people are like oh not everybody can make yeah everybody could do it in their own way they just don't have the ability to fight through what you have fought through and what i have fought through in order to get there because what you're doing today is not what you were doing back then Mm -hmm. but you have been willing to go through all those things to get to where you are today Uh, before we finish up this part of the episode yeah uh, i i do want to acknowledge um, you and i want to acknowledge you in after he's gone through all those things uh through his whole journey of being in the club business and this and that and whatnot, you know, he explored enough and failed enough to realize that there was actually something that he could bring to the marketplace, and that was uh flyers and their promotion. And so something you said earlier in the episode was: hey, we were really good at like DJing, but we weren't really good at people that wanted to come to our event right and then but then you started to realize that crap that's where the issue is it's the marketing the promotion mm-hmm. and you started to get really good at um, doing graphics and doing promotional flyers and that ended up being your first million dollar business correct absolutely yeah. so
0: um I just remember so so we struggled with the club for maybe about a year and a half mm-hmm. and um, we just got to a point. I, I'll never forget. It was towards the end of the year in um, 1998. I had just had my first child. Um, and I didn't have money to take care of him, you know. Um, uh. And I was really just struggling bad. And But, like, going and getting a job wasn't an option.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, moving back home. Why
1: wasn't it an option?
0: I don't know. I just, you know, I just I felt like. That just wasn't an option, you know. Um, moving back home wasn't an option. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely wasn't an option because I already know that, like, my parents, like, because at that time they were looking at me as a loser anyway. Yeah. And um,
1: I, I, I think, I think this is a huge thing. Yeah. Because I think that for so many people. Don't you believe, because remember we said, it doesn't take money to make money. It takes creativity, it yeah. takes action, and it takes perseverance and persistence. Yeah. For so many people, they have that option. You, you could have moved back home. You could have, but the repercussions of it would be that they would tell you, you're a loser, you're this, yeah. I told you not to do this, da-da-da-da, but you made it to where it wasn't an option. Yeah. You could have gotten another job, Mark. You yeah. could have. You could have yeah. gone and worked at... Um, I don't know. Maybe you were working at Steinbart at one point. Maybe you could have worked yeah. at J.C. Penney, or you could have worked at this one or that one or whatever. It was an option, but you made it that it was not an option. Yeah. And I think that for so many people, the reason why they don't make it is because they are they have another option. Right. How many people are half in and they're half into something else? Yeah, because they're so afraid of not having an option.
0: Yeah, when you when you make up your mind that whatever you're doing, it either has to work or it has to work, then that's just what it is. Right. And I just remember, like, you know, and, and I go, and I don't know, I just remember, like, n- I never once thought maybe I should go get a job. Right. And I, I never once thought that, during, no matter how bad things were, I never, ever once thought that maybe I should go get a job. It was just like, yo, I got to figure this thing out. Right and um you know when you're working in a college town you know that once the co- like it, it gets to the winter time like december end of november december people are not going out partying anymore everyone's getting ready for final exams then everybody goes home for december for winter break or whatever and i i just remember like having a club and i i knew that we were getting ready to break and I, so i knew we weren't going to make any money like if we didn't make any money before that we damn sure wasn't going to make any money during winter break. And I remember throwing this team party. And I, and, and we had times where we, we did well. But, like, in the club business, we probably did horrible two, two weekends out of the month. We probably did okay one weekend. And then one weekend, uh, you know, a kind of good one weekend. And then one weekend we did okay.
1: Mm.
0: So you can't. Survive on a business If 75% of the time You're not making any money Right And um, I just remember Saying to myself Like I was just So frustrated I was so upset I was so mad And I just was like You know what And keep in mind This is probably A couple months After my cousin Passed away And I said Man We got this One team party Coming up And If we don't make Any money I'm done And We had the party And I think that there was a um it was there was a fair going on at the time so all the teens were going to go to the fair and i remember we didn't make any money and i was like yo i'm done and i remember calling the landlord and said you know um you know i'm done and um and we didn't know what we were going to do and then my 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 roommate at the time so you know i'm kind of hustling a little bit i had the great thing that came out of the experience and you just alluded to it was that I didn't have the money to pay people to design flyers for me. So I had to learn to design it myself. And my cousin that got killed, he was big into computers. So he kind of showed me a couple things on how to do it. And then I just took it from there and just um, and started designing flyers. And um, and then the flyers I designed, I was never artistic, but I just knew what looked good, what people, what I thought would attract mm-hmm. people and um so people would get me to design the flyer so i remember i was doing that i um i was always into music so i got like a couple and i bought a computer uh-huh. um, when i'd gotten this credit card from circuit city i had bought this computer with the money and um uh, with you know on credit and um so i knew how to design for and then i would like record people so i had the guys would come to my house I, I got a microphone and I would record their demos. They would go into my closet yeah. and um, record their little rap demos and I would charge them like 25 bucks or whatever. So I was hustling. And, um, and you know, my, my, uh, my roommate at the time, um, so we decided, I was like, "Yo, we're done. Club's over. And then he was like, all right, well, he was going to drive taxis. So he was like, man, I'm going to drive taxis. And he was like, I'm going to sell weed. And um, so he gets some weed and he he was like the worst drug dealer ever because he would kind of did it the same way. Like, so I wasn't selling the weed. He was selling the weed, but he was like, I'm going to drive the taxi because if I drive the taxi, I'll have a car to get around. And then while I'm driving the taxi, I could deliver the weed. And then, you know, I had a bunch of cousins and friends that always sold weed or whatever. So they would give it to him and they'd be like, bring me back 150 and whatever. You could keep the difference. Well, he supposedly sold all of it and would have 130. I'm like, Yo, how are you losing? I thought you a drug dealer. You're supposed to make money. Right, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and you're losing money. What are you doing? But I think he was probably giving it away for free or right. smoking it up. And um, so we did that for a couple months. And I remember during that time, so he was doing that. And then my competitor, one of our competitors, when we had a nightclub, I had to go and work for him now. And I would like work at his nightclub. And um, I was just kind of like a all-purpose guy. So, like, I would come, help set up the club. I would um, be a bouncer right. um, um, at the club during the night. And then after, I would have to clean up the club. Like So, the same job that the guy I had doing for me, I'm there You're cleaning the bathrooms and yeah. sweeping up the club or what. I had to just do whatever. And he might give me 50 bucks. You know, I'd be with him the whole day and maybe make 50. I was just doing whatever I had to do to 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 make it and um so i I was doing that for a couple months and it was just really 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 rough man i I just remember it just being really rough um all the little money that i had you know had to pay rent and then um after a couple months my roommate um he dipped out on me i never forget like I noticed, like, so he's selling the weed or whatever. He's telling me he doesn't have any money, but he's making money. And he was giving me a little bit towards rent. But I'll never forget that um, one time he he came to the house. And I noticed that he, would, he, he wasn't staying at the house as often. So he would come by every two or three days. And he would get a couple of his stuff, put it in his car, and leave. I'd be like, yo, are you moving out? No, 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 I'm not moving out. I'm like, okay. And he would come and get, you know. And I remember... He, he was like, um, it was like the last of his stuff. And he's like, all right, well, I'm going to pay you for Yeah, I'm, I'm going li- to go live with my sister or something. And, and he's like, I'm going to bring the rent money back for you. I'm, I'm about to, let me, you know, drive around, make some money, and, and bring it back to you. So in, my, in the back of my head, I'm like, man, this dude ain't coming back. But I was like, all right. And I remember a couple hours passed, and I, and I, and I um, called him on. No, I didn't call him because he had a phone, but I paged him. And then he called me back. I'm like, yo, he's not going to call me back. But he calls me back. He's like, yo, um, give me a few minutes. Give me a couple hours. When I make it back to that side of town, I'll bring the rent money from you. And I never saw him again. Wow. I never saw him again. And I had a little bit of money saved up because I was recording people's demos. Mm -hmm. I was making bootleg CDs. I remember at the time, like, I had a CD burner. Mm -hmm. And CD burners weren't that popular. So like I remember like the the biggie album came out, and I would um record I'd bootleg it, record it and and then sell the CDs or whatever um to make money. um I was doing the little odds and ends and I was doing graphic work and um I was starting to make a little bit of money and then he dipped out on me. I remember um my mom uh, I had uh, um I needed a car and I had a buddy selling a car for six hundred dollars was a Subaru. this is nineteen ninety eight. And I remember telling my mom, I never asked, like during the whole time that I was going through the really rough time, I never told anybody in the family, so no one knew what I was going through, never asked, never called for money, not once. And I remember telling my mom once, like, yeah, this guy has this car for 600 bucks. And she was just like, okay. She went and took money out of her IRA account, or her, her um, retirement account, and mm-hmm, sent me the mm-hmm. 600. And right I was about to buy the car, I, I was... I had to go to court because I wasn't I was behind in my child support. Right, yeah. And I remember I had I had saved up, I had about fourteen hundred dollars saved up. Fourteen hundred and twenty-eight dollars. I never forget the right mm-hmm. amount. And the judge was like, How much money do you have? I was I owed like thirteen hundred and eighty seven dollars. Mm. And the judge was like, How much money do you have? No, I'm lying, I didn't have fourteen twenty, I had I had thirteen eighty seven. And I told the judge I had 13. No, no, I said, I don't remember what I told the judge, right? But I was like 800. And the judge was like, bailiff? And because I, I was the first person that went before the judge. So the bailiff came and got me and put me in handcuffs. Wow. I told the judge I had only had $800. But I kind of said it with a smart because the last time I had to see her, I said $800 too. Right. I was just like, uh, $800? And he said, like, bailiff? So then now I'm in the handcuffs. And at that time, I had a client, a good friend of mine that was in Jacksonville. That I, I had to go see him that day, and and his some of his friends were were gonna bring me to Jacksonville, and I knew what I got some money. I was like yo, there's no way I could go to jail because if I go to jail, I can't get out. I don't have any money to bail out, and so I remember just watching everybody. So there's a bunch of people that came after me that didn't have any money until just, I don't got any money, and they were like, okay, and let him go. So she, I'm the only person that she's gonna send to jail. So I remember, um, she's like court's adjourned, and she stands up. I said, like, Your Honor, Your Honor. I, I didn't even raise my hand because I I, had, I yeah, was handcuffed. Yeah. I was like, Your Honor. Um, I was like, Your Honor. I could get, you know, it was my rent money, which it was. She's like, I got thirteen hundred and eighty-seven dollars, right? I could give you thirteen hundred and eighty-six. Just leave me one dollar so I could take the bus home. And she said, All right, bailiff. If he goes down there and pays the money. You can let him go. If not, take him to jail. So I went down. I gave all my money. So that other $600, the extra money I had was the money my mom sent me to buy the car. So I had to give it to them. And I had $1 left. And I remember um, I had someone come and pick me up because I was about to spend that $1 on a bus. Right. I needed to buy something to eat because I had no food. So I remember going to McDonald's. And the guys who I was going to ride to Jacksonville with, we went to McDonald's before we rode to Jacksonville. And um, I bought a double cheeseburger for 99 cents. And I, got, I couldn't even afford fries, and I couldn't afford a drink, so I got a cup of water and a double cheeseburger. And I knew that once I got to Jacksonville, my partner down there, he was going to give me some money, and I was going to stay with him, and right. I didn't have to worry about things. But I, I, that was a life-changing moment for me. And, um, um, you know, I ended up, because I was doing graphic design work from him, and that's how my graphic design business started, and then, and then at the end, of, so then I'm hustling, trying to get by, hustling, hustling. And at the end of the year, it was, this is 99 now. This Yeah, this is 99. And um, we had a big, like, so at college, you have homecoming. And homecoming is the time of year to make money. And I remember by that time, that I'm kind of known as the flyer guy. Mm. So I'm designing all these flyers for people. And um, so I made a little bit of money then. And then... Me and my one of my partners at the time, we collaborated with the guy who I told you I was working for, and we ended up going in and negotiating a deal with this guy that had a movie theater. And we, we got the movie theater. We had no money. Mm-hmm. We had absolutely no money at all. The guy, the, the, the guy who I told you I was working for, he put up a little bit of money, but we went and got the place, the venue, and we were going to throw a big party for homecoming. We had, at the time, Pastor Troy was was rapper, hot yeah the rapper, rapper. yeah, remember, yeah. And, and me and him are good friends now we yeah. talk all he calls me all the time and whatnot but at the time i'm gonna tell you how he screwed us over we hired him he, he had just came out and he had that song we're ready yeah and it was huge so we got um a friend of ours this promote this other club owner to get him for a thousand dollars for us so we had this big party for homecoming man and me and the guy his name is john mosley he's a good friend to this day we promoted so we got the guy seymour the the other club owner to put up a little bit of money and at the time i was djing on the radio um uh, this new radio station had a reggae show every sunday night i made a deal with the the radio station to give them a percentage of the door in exchange for them allowing us to run a bunch of ads for it we got the venue from the from the from the owner right i don't think we had to put any money down or whatever and um we got a little money from the 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 investor to pay for flyers and man we worked man me and that dude John he didn't even have a car at the time and i didn't have a car his girlfriend a, a girl, one of the girls he was talking to had this pink geo tracker and um and and i remember man we would drive around everybody was calling us saying that we were you know gay or whatever mm. because it's two dudes Driving around in yeah, this Geo, pink Geo yeah. Tracker, But we had to get it. We were hustling, right. man. And we hustled. And that homecoming that was at the end of 99, we made, they ended up shutting us. Th- that was the biggest event ever, probably in the history of Tallahassee. We have 1,500 people inside, and it was 5,000 people outside that couldn't get in. And the fire marshal ended up shutting us down. And um, we made about $18,000 that night. And, um, but we probably could have made 50 and I'll never forget. So we made 18,000 pastor Troy comes to the event. Him and his manager see all the people outside. And he was like, um, he's like, his manager's like, yo, you got to give us 2,500, but we had to deal for a thousand. Right. Right. And I was like, nah, we can't give him 2,500, you know? And, um, and I remember my partner went over to him and he was sitting in a, a big Mercedes Benz. It was two cars, it was, a, it was a Range Rover and a Mercedes in front of him. And I remember he was just sitting there in the back and he wind down his window and my partner's like, look Troy, um, you know the deal that we made was for $1,000, man. I'm, right. I'm a man of my word. And my man dropped the $1,000 on his lap. And he's like, man, hopefully you're a man of your word to or something like that. And then all he did, he looked up for a second and he went to the window, wind the window up, and after he dropped a thousand dollars on his lap, and they drove off with our money. Wow. They drove wow. off with our money. And wow. um it's crazy. He doesn't remember that. I'm, I'm sure he doesn't remember that because he's but me and him are great friends now. Right, We're right, really right, good yeah. friends now. You know, he calls me all the time, wants to do business yeah. with me or whatever. And um and then but fortunately what happened was the fire marshal came and shut us down. Like the, so so so, because if not, we would have been screwed. Because you know, we told everybody. The headline was the road, right, right, right. right, right. The road and he drove off. Right. So we were like, yeah, he was there, but but right. <laughs> he left. Yeah. So anyway, that night um, was a changing moment for me because, like I said, we made about eighteen thousand. We gave the radio station their cut, and um, and you know, paid all expenses, and we had about nine thousand dollars left. And the guy that um, put up the money, he he got like four thousand. I got 3000 and my buddy got 3000 And I remember just thinking to myself, man, I'm rich. I'm rich. I, I remember like my, I, uh, my buddy, Drew, who I was living with at the time, this, yeah. one of my best friends to this day had let me borrow. He had rented a car because it was homecoming. He wanted a nice car. So he let me borrow his car. It was a blue 300ZX. And I remember driving home with the $3,000, and I'm looking behind me. And uh, I'm like, man, someone's gonna try to rob me. I, w- I was so scared. I was driving. Wow. It's like three, four o'clock in the morning, and um, I took that money and I made it home, man. And I remember I took that money and I bought a car. One of my homeboys at the time was selling this Honda Accord, and I remember. So I had that three thousand, and I probably made another thousand or so from doing fly. Because that time now, my flyer company is starting to. Mm-hmm. I'm making a little bit of money, so. Um, I, uh, um, I and, and the only reason why is because, I, I, one, I knew how to design flyers, but then I found this connect to get the flyers made, and nobody didn't know where to get the flyers made. So right. I let everybody, I would mark it up like 50 bucks and make some money. And I remember I took all my money, and I, I bought the car from my friend. I, I probably had like $4,000. I bought the car from my friend. I got, I, my license had been suspended because I didn't pay some tickets. Uh-huh. So I reinstated my license. I paid for my insurance for like six months. And um, and the little bit of money I had left, um, I bought a box of flyers to promote that I was doing flyers, that I would pass out. And I had no money left, but I had that box of flyers. And that box of flyers changed my life. Wow. Wow. And, wow. I, and 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 after that, I told myself, um, I said, you know what? I'm not gonna do anything else. I'm just gonna focus on this flyer company, and, wow, you know, and that was it. I, I, everybody, you know, people. So because of the success that we had, I, um, everybody's coming up like, oh man, come and promote with us. I was like, right. no, I'm gonna focus on this one business, this flyer business, right, and that's it. You wow. know, and yeah.
1: This episode didn't go in the direction that I thought it was going to go. But I've done 800 podcasts. This has been the most inspirational podcast I've ever done. Uh, Because this is what it takes. I, I could even see the pain in your face of just remembering that and what it really looks like and all the downs in order for you to get that one break that one break that one break you only got after so many things happened and i'm just thinking of pretty much 99 there's now it's so clear why 99% 99 out of 100 they just won't do it yeah it's you know? it's it's, it's, it's so clear. Yeah.
0: It's And, so and, and let me, and I know that we're probably over time, but I just want to kind of finish up to when things really got going. So now I have a car mm-hmm. and I have a box of flyers and that's it. Mm-hmm. I don't have any money. And I remember just like, man, I, I got to figure out how to make this money. And I'll never forget, I was telling somebody this story about a week ago. And um, I had this guy, a friend of mine, he had, uh, we had worked at the same place and he got fired. He got caught for stealing and he moved back home to Pensacola. And I remember him calling me up all the time like, man, you need to come to Pensacola and promote, you know, he's like, if you come to Pensacola, I'll I'll take you all over Pensacola and I'll take you to Mobile, Alabama, which is about an hour away. Mm -hmm. So I remember I probably had enough money for gas and that was it. I had to. Honda Accord at the time, and um, so I was like, "All right, man, I'm gonna go." And at mm-hmm. the time, I didn't have a cell phone, and and um, so me going, people could have been calling me to order flyers, but I was like, "I gotta go." So I remember driving down there on a Friday, Friday afternoon, and I get there, I get to his house, and I'm like, "All right, man, let's let's go," you know, and he's like, "Oh yeah, man, in a little bit, in a little bit." So he's smoking weed and the time I don't smoke weed or anything. So I'm just there at his house. He's playing video games and I'm like, what the hell is this dude doing? Like, we gotta go. And finally, after about an hour or two, he's like, all right, let's let's go buy this one place. And I'm thinking that um, you know, the way he made it sounds like I could stay with him or whatever. So I, I'd plan to kind of be there for the weekend, but I literally I didn't have any money. I might have had 30 bucks or 50 bucks um on me. And I remember um, he takes me to this one, he finally takes me to this one place. And I remember leaving a stack of flyers there. And he took me to somewhere else, but it was so late. And then so I'm thinking, okay, well, we're going to go back to his house, probably go to sleep and, mm-hmm. then, um, and then get up in the morning and, you know, finish and then go over to Mobile. <laughs> so I remember getting back to his house and he was just like, all right, man, where are you staying at? I'm thinking, in my head. What? Like, I'm thinking, like, man, I'm supposed to be staying with you. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. Um, is there any hotels around here? He was like, you know, he told me some motel or something like that. And I was like, all right, man, I'm. I probably just go stay there, but I didn't have the money.
1: Mm.
0: So I remember it was late, and I, I just, I drove back to Tallahassee. Mm. And um, I drove back to Tallahassee because I, I just didn't have any money to stay at the hotel. So it's either I'm going to sleep in my car, or drive or I was like, man, screw it. I just drove back. And, but i tell you what, even though he kind of screwed me over because he was supposed to take me to a bunch of places and he was, I was supposed to stay with him. Um, I, um, the one set of flies that I put in that place that he told me, I ended up probably over the next two years, probably got hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of business. Oh. From that one place, I, I I know three guys that spent a lot of money with me, that got my flyers from that place. Um, so that one place, you know, and um, I remember, um, you know, I had and I had a car and I had a box of flyers, and I'm starting to get calls now. and And my goal was, my only goal was to make like fifty thousand dollars a year, right. You know, I remember always hearing my dad saying $50,000, like that was
1: the gold benchmark. Right, yeah.
0: And I couldn't see anything past that. And I figured that if I could make at least $50,000 a year, my dad wouldn't call me a loser anymore. Mm. And that was my goal. And I think that first year that I really got serious and I cut everything out, I probably made 100000 Wow. Probably wow. a hundred thousand. So now I'm not a loser anymore. And I just gave it my all.
1: Wow. Um, this episode, I hope you all, personally, bro, I got so much from this. There are so many stories that you shared that I've never heard before. Um, and you've taught me a lot. You've taught me a lot. But... uh this last hour plus it's the most you've ever taught me uh it's like i've learned so much from you just because i have to do what my old brother tells me to do but i didn't realize so many there's so many little nuances and things that you shared that i i never heard before uh so i don't know if anybody has listened to this point but i know that this is going to take me to another level and um, I'm so, I feel so bad for so many painful moments that you've gone through, just like I've gone through some painful moments as well. But, uh, I think you might, you might take the cake with this one, <laughs> but, um, I think what you have taught me here, and I just want to honor you right now. So, thank you. um, I want to honor you for your resourcefulness, even when you didn't have the resources. I want to honor you for your creativity, for your ability to take action and for your perseverance when you've just continually been told no over and over and over again. i If I've never told you this, I want to tell you that um, I've always admired you and looked up to you, not just because you're the older sibling, but because of you being able to fight through a lot of moments that I know I couldn't have done it, um, especially with Brian. We've never really talked about this before yeah. until now. Um, so anyways, I just want to thank you. I probably should cut you a check <laughs> because, <laughs> uh, because of the amount of, because uh, because you have, uh, you, 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 you've made me, um, you've made me a lot of money <laughs> because you basically were, you were the, the reason why I took the path that I've taken today. Um, but I hope every single one of you listening to this episode can understand that if you're expecting that the road is going to be perfectly paved, you've got another thing coming. And you might not be willing to do what Mark did. You know, you might not be willing to do what I did. But the reality is that I'm even asking myself, what I have been willing to push the way that you push? I can't answer that unequivocally I, yes I, I, right I, I now. I think
0: you would have. I think we we are just... We're, you know, when our back, like for most people, we can only perform when our backs are against right. the wall. Yeah.
1: I feel like every time my back has been against the wall, yeah, I've had no it. other choice. Yeah. When you right? have no
0: other choice, you just, it, it like, it, yeah. it has to work or, or it has, has to, to work. work. Yeah. And that's just it.
1: Okay. So that's going to be the title of today's episode. Yeah. It has to work or it has to work. Uh, the story of Mark Todd. So thank you for being on a podcast. Absolutely. This my pleasure. Been, this has been epic. Yeah. Uh, and, um, where can the people find you before we finish?
0: Um, so I have uh, so on Instagram um, it's Mark is Marketing but it's M A R K I Z Marketing mm-hmm. um, on Instagram and then I also have a group a free group that they could um, uh, that they could join uh, where I just share marketing um, tips and tricks and it's um, you can go to www.wearemarketers.co. Okay. So we, W E A R E, marketers, M A R K E T E R S dot C O.
1: Okay. So let's do this. By the way, he actually is a marketer and he is the main advisor and consultant to my biggest projects that I've ever done. But I do think that today's episode is one of those episodes that is not out there. And A lot of people don't know why things aren't happening for them, and it comes from within. Yeah. And so, thank you for being on a podcast. I appreciate it. That's
0: my pleasure. Yeah. Absolutely my pleasure. Awesome.